Chapter 14 You turned us over to him? I said. Not us, Kalia said. Just me. The deal is with Brad alone. The other conspirators don't know about it. You're free to go. Find Lou. He'll help you. No. Truck doors shut. Brad got out wearing board shorts and a hoodie, holding a coffee mug. A mop of blonde hair hung over his forehead. He lifted a shoe out of the mud and grimaced at it. The bearded Zadatorian from the prison camp in Arampom got out of the passenger side. Side by side they walked across the road, Brad smirking and nodding. Long time no see Charlie Meister. Heard about your bus going up for auction. Too bad bro. Hope you're not too but hurt. Business is business. You know how it is. Fuck off, I said. Go bro. Don't go swinging your dick at me. I'm here to help. He looked at Kalia. Mr. Babe. You look good. What kind of grub you want tonight? I was thinking that Cambodian place. Dude, I could eat a whole bowl of that saucy beef right now. So good. Just give him the milk, Brad, Kalia said. You know I will, girl. Brad snapped his fingers at the Zadatorian. Hit it, road dog. A translucent green bubble formed around the bearded man's waist and swallowed the top half of his body. A monstrous creature rose out of the bubble twelve feet in the air, teetering on human legs. The torso was long and thin with skin that resembled pink coral. Dozens of tapeworm arms wriggled in the air at its sides, around four larger gelatinous arms covered in flagella that rippled like wheat in the wind. The head protruded out of a pink, pulsing orifice. It had two flat, craggy horns that hooded several purple holes spiraling into the skull like embedded seashells where the eyes should have been. The mouth was large, lipless and full of sharp teeth. The jagged skin on the chest parted, and a spider-like thing crawled partially out, black spindly legs and a head of four nubby toes covered in spikes. The toes vibrated together, and a blue thread shot out with a scraping sound. Oh buddy, Brad said, pouring out his coffee and rushing to catch the thread in his now-empty mug. Eager beaver here. Try thinking of baseball next time, dude. He laughed. Once the mug was filled with thick blue milk, the spidery nipple retreated into its cave, the creature descended into the bubble, and the Zadatorian was a soccer dad again. As the bubble burst, Brad held out the mug to me. You're welcome. I looked at Kalia, and she nodded. It's the only way. Heard it tastes like ball sweat, bro. He snickered as I took the mug from him. How much do I need to drink? I said it to Kalia, but Brad responded, The whole thing, bro. Kalia shook her head. Two gulps will be good enough. I knew better than to smell it first. I raised the mug to my lips and shot down two quick gulps. It tasted like soup made from crab and pine needles. Altogether not as bad as it looked, except for the texture, slimy and fibrous. The milk slithered down my throat like baby snakes. Ah nasty dude. Brad hit the soccer dad with a chicken wing elbow. He took your shit like a champ. Brad went to Kalia's side and casually put the dead weight of his arm around her neck so that her head bowed a little. Let's bounce babe. Kalia looked over at me. Remember what I said. And good luck. 
don't get your hopes up bro. I gave my word to K-Mob here, but that don't mean the memorist won't get you. Only a matter of time. Better get your affairs in order. Where are you taking her? Don't worry about her bro. I got her back. Don't get it twisted, they'll convict her of murder, but they'll release her into my custody. I got pull in this new regime bro, pull for days. The trial's all set for the day after tomorrow. You should come. It's at the lodge. You can be a character witness or some shit. I mean if you care that much. Don't do that, Kalia said. Don't listen to him. Brad shrugged, then led Collier across the road to his truck. As she walked away, head bowed, I thought of what her brother Hugo had told me in that whorl, that Brad had inflicted a uniquely Mobiac form of abuse on her. While I didn't completely understand everything that entailed, I knew that it was bad, and that Kalia was sacrificing herself to save my life. That was why she'd lied to me about how long I had to live, because she'd wanted to enjoy her last night of freedom from Brad. I had homicidal thoughts for the first time in my life, picturing my hand pressing Brad's face in the mud until he stopped squirming. I couldn't fight him and the Zadatorian, but I could sing and fight at the same time, not as well as Lou or Kalia, but I could try. And if Kalia joined in with a harmony, the Zadatorian would be sidelined, and Kalia and I could fight Brad together. I started singing the first song that came to my head, Dio's Rainbow in the Dark. Not a surprise. It was one of my favorite songs. I sang faintly, self-conscious at first, but then I checked myself with a B-Posigetiful, and after that, I belted out the notes full-throated. Brad pointed and laughed and said something, but I couldn't hear him over my singing. I kept waiting for Kalia to join in, but she just stared at me with an expression that was half sympathy, and half. I don't know. Pride maybe? Before the second chorus, I gave up. Brad slow-clapped and said, dude what a performance. Sounded like you were torturing a cat. So pathetic bro. So pathetic. I love it though. Don't change. <laughs>